worthy and then you might question the motive behind it are you just I have found that the best way to receive a gift from someone is to express gratitude to the giver and then use the gift as when given now some gifts are easier to use than others for example if someone were to give me a travel trailer Well, the thing, I'm, my first inclination would be just to sell it. <laughs> that was <laughs> get some money, but you know, I don't know if that's the proper thing to do. But if, if anybody has a travel trailer out here, just know that I'm going to sell it, and they want to give it to me. I'm going to sell it. But now, if if someone were to give me some money, I know what to do with that. So some gifts are easier to use than others. Now, any gift from God is tailor-made for you. And it is to be used to the fullest capacity, not only to bless you, but to bless others. We are giving to revisit, or we are going to revisit the three gifts that will greatly enhance our lives. You've heard these before, so we're going to just revisit them. In 2 Timothy 1, Paul uh, greets Timothy as a beloved son. He then reminds him of his spiritual heritage. He talks about the, the spirit that was found in his grandmother, uh, Lois, and his mother, Eunice, and also in him. Also in verse 6, Paul tells Timothy, and as well as us, to stir up the gift which is in you. Another translation says, fan the flame. Now, these three empowering gifts have uh, to be developed for us to receive maximum benefit. They're gifts. They've been given to you, but you have to stir them up. You have to develop them. Amen? And remember, we already possess these gifts. God has given them to us already. Now, turn with me to 2 Timothy 1.7. God has not given us the spirit of fear. The spirit of fear is not from God, it's from the devil. Have you guys ever been in a situation where just all of a sudden fear just came upon you suddenly? And I'm not talking about a, a necessarily a frightening situation like you walked into darkness and somebody frightened you or but just because of your own thoughts. Nothing's actually wrong, but you're just thinking and then all of a sudden just fear just grips you. I don't know if you've been there, but I've been there. And I've had to call on God. I've had to call on him and call on him and sometimes at, at night. Recently, I was at that point where fear was just gripping me. Everything that could go wrong comes to my mind. Everything. Everything that could go wrong. And I rebuked the devil, but I just grappled with it for the time that walked that was up, I think it was up for three hours that night. The next morning, I heard a song um, by um, uh, Kira Shears, and it's called Free. And and I won't go into the lyrics, but those lyrics spoke to me, and it talked about this scripture. We're not given the spirit of fear. He didn't give us fear. That's not what we've been given. Now, remember, that's a spirit 
spirit that can come upon us. And it is very real, but we have power to defeat it. Now, two words define fear in the scripture. Timidity, timidity, and awkward or lack of self-confidence in the presence of others. So being timid, the act of being timid, where you're not sure of yourself or you're you're timid. And then there's cowardice. It's just a lack of courage when when you're faced with adverse situations. So those two words define fear there. The three empowering gifts of God are designed to overwhelm and overcome the spirit of fear. And here they and here we go. He's given us power. We have power to face life's challenges. So no matter what our lives bring to us, God has already given us power to do that. He's given us his power that lives within us. So we don't we, we don't have to call on ourselves. We don't have to call on our expertise, but we call on the power of God. We have the power to perform miracles. Mark 16, 17 through 18 says, and these signs will follow those that believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. I did some interesting reading when I was studying this about there was a guy named George, George Hens, Hensley, I believe. He was the first person in the, in the early 19th century who read the scripture and said, you know, we ought to do this literally. And he was the first person to, um, he was preaching one day, he went and grabbed some snakes, and <laughs> he started handling the snakes, and they were poisonous snakes, and he started handling them, and that's how we became famous. And then he would say he would drink poison, and for years... From, from I believe 1922 to 1950, he would go around basically in the Appalachian area of our country and and hold meetings there, and and that's what he did. That's not what the scripture saying to do. Eventually, he ended up dying. He ended up dying. He picked up a snake, and it and he he was playing around with the snake, and as he was putting the snake back into Back, back into the, 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 the um, basket, the snake bit him. And he said, the Lord will heal me, and he ended up dying. So my point is, that's not what it's saying. There was another script, there, there was another person who did some research about scorpions um, in, in this, this particular area of Palestine, I mean, not Palestine, of, of Israel, that there was, there was a lot of scorpions in that area. And they would, they would at- attach to your feet as you walk. So that's what they mean by if you take up scorpions. It's not that you would just pick them up to show that you're fearless. But if, if you so happen to come upon a snake and it bites you, like what happened with Paul, and people thought, oh, man, Paul was going to surely die. Well, Paul was, had enough faith that he believed God and God healed him. Now, I'm going to tell you, if I get bitten by a snake, I'm going to the doctor because that's his wisdom. Amen. You can say, I don't have any faith. I'm going to the doctor if I can't. Now, if if I can't, then guess what I got to (laughs) do? Okay. I'm going to have to trust. Either way, you still have to trust the Lord. Even if you call the doctor, even if you get there on time, 
because how many people have gone to the doctor and then passed away? Amen. Amen. Now, we also have power to live the Christian life. Ephesians 6.10 says, Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. So the strength of our, our witness comes from the power of the Lord, not from our expertise, not because I've been in this thing a while and I know how it flows, I know how it works, but because of the power of the Lord. Amen? Amen. He's given us love. He gave us love in the sacrifice of his son. We all know the scripture, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but shall have. Amen. So he gave love to us. Amen. That was the first act of love that he gave to us. And then we now have give, been given that love. Um. In the beginning of Romans 12, 9, it says, let love be without dissimulation. And what that means is deception. So love is truthful because it comes from the God of truth. In this time where people talk about fake news and alternative facts, God is truthful. Amen to that. He is truth. And we need to be truthful. We need to be truthful first with ourselves. Amen. We are truthful with so, so, so another issue, and I don't, and we don't have it so much here. You know how people they they say people are. Fa I don't even worry about fake people. I, on fa on Facebook, a lot of times you see people. I'm I'm cutting out all the fake people out of my life. No, they just need love. All the fake, the so-called fake people, all my haters, they need love. I don't cut people out of my life. They need love. Who? How dare I know? Who I need to hang out with. Amen? How dare I know that? Or I, I, am I really that smart to know who is good for me? I'm cutting out all the riffraff and baggage out of my life. You don't know. You might need that riffraff and baggage. See, everything we go through is making us. It's building us. It's building character. It's building everything we go through. It's not just arbitrary. It doesn't just, oh, this is just to hurt me. No, it, 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 makes, it makes you stronger. I, I, I listen to um, a lot. Sometimes I listen to um, um, NPR. And it's interesting how many Christian principles the world is beginning to, to adopt. It's really interesting. Where they, oh, that can't say from the Bible. They'll say something like, uh, you know, just like the saying you've heard. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. First time I heard that was in church, and the world has ran with that. So, so, so we love regardless of how we feel about it because we're loving from a standpoint or point of view of the one who is truth. He decided to love us. Amen? The Holy Spirit shows us how to love. This 5.5 five says, now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. The Holy Spirit is show us how to love. And lastly, he has given us a sound mind. The Greek phrase, phrase for sound mind is sophroneo, sophroneo, which is a combination of two 
Greek words. The first word is sodozo, which means rescue, salvage, and protection. Amen? The second word is uh, froneo, sorry, which means intelligence or way of thinking. So if we combine them together, we have been delivered. Our way of thinking or our intelligence has been delivered. It's been rescued. It's been salvaged. And it's protected. So don't go around saying, oh, I'm losing my mind. You, you forget some things. Oh, what's wrong with me? Oh. One line that, that, um, and that Kira had said, and it just hit me, like, just hit my spirit, was that she was proclaiming the scripture, and she talk, got to this point where they were talking about Samaya. And, she's, and I could just see, I, I, in my mind's eye, the way she said it, she said, I have a sound mind. And, you know, I claim that. I have a sound mind. I'm not, I'm not deteriorating. I have a sound mind. I think that's something we all can jump on that, that train. Claim the fact that we have, that's what the scripture says we have. We have a delivered, rescued, salvaged, and protected, protected area. So you might forget something, but guess what? Just every time you forget something, you know what? I got it. The, the scripture says I have a sound mind, so I'm going to stand on that. 1 Corinthians 2, 16 says, For who hath known the mind of Christ, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So how could that be going crazy? This is, this is what we have. The scripture says... We have that. So how could, oh, I'm just going, no, you're not. You're not going crazy. You're not deteriorating. Because you have a sound mind. Amen? So there you have it. Three empowering gifts that are there to enhance us, and we have to cultivate them. Amen? God bless you.